Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Come with us, Out of Bounds, as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports. We have a great show ahead, so let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Harrison. We are back in studio on this beautiful Saturday morning. We're going to talk about the Lakers. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to talk about week one with the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dak's expectations. And also we're going to wrap up the show talking about the Las Vegas Aces and Liz Cambage. Pack show today. You don't want to miss it. Good morning, Out of Bounds Nation. We are back. We are going to discuss first the Los Angeles Lakers. They just added Rajon Rondo back to the roster. As you remember, Rajon Rondo was a key contributor to the Lakers' success and winning the 2020 bubble championship. Now, with the addition of Rondo, the Lakers have just became the oldest team in NBA history. With their experience and depth, they are poised to win this year's coming this year coming up championship. Now we're going to go over the age of this roster, starting with Carmelo Anthony, thirty seven years old. You got LeBron, he's thirty six. Mark Gasol, thirty six. Trevor Reza, thirty six. A thirty five year old Dwight Howard, and adding a thirty five year old Rondo. Now a lot of criticism has been made about the age of this roster, and I look at it different. The the age of this roster, I look at it as being experienced. A lot of a lot of playoff experience on this roster. Nobody on this roster is going to be afraid of the moment. Nobody's going to crumble with the expectation of what this season has. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to see you know these this team uh, proving the naysayers wrong. I love to would love to see Carmelo Anthony finally get it done with his best friend LeBron James. I mean, it's just a, you know a storybook. Um, I mean, I even touch on the big you know the big factor in it with Russell Westbrook. I mean, they have always said so many different things about Russell Westbrook that he's not trying to win. He's um, in it for individual stats. And I disagree. I mean, he's a winner. Um, You know, just the way that he plays, you know, the tenacity that he plays with, the energy that he exerts. I just think that Rajon Rondo, um, Russell Westbrook, I mean, they're going to figure it out. I mean, these two are proven winners. I mean, the only thing that uh, eludes Russell Westbrook's um, career is going to be an NBA title. He's got the records. He's had the triple double. He's led to see the 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 NBA in triple doubles the last few seasons. He took the Washington Wizards last year to the, the the playoffs. I mean, he is a proven winner. And so you add that and you put it all together, and, and it looks great on paper. And they did. I heard something yesterday 
that they're contemplating on adding DeAndre Jordan. I mean, he really wasn't a contributor last year uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, he just fell out of the rotation. But I feel like um, putting you know a lot of these people together. I mean, it's chemistry and experience and things like that. That I mean, all that stuff kind of matters um, when you're looking to actually you know push to win you know to, to to push to try to get to a championship and win a championship. I mean, I think. You know, putting this roster together, I mean, it's been, they did a magnificent job by putting this roster together. Uh, but I think adding DeAndre Jordan, I mean, where did that leave Mark Gasol? I mean, I did hear something about um, them them not uh, keeping him. I haven't really heard a whole, whole lot. Uh, but, you know, you almost think adding DeAndre Jordan, um, you, you know, they might, you know, might be parting ways with Mark Gasol. Uh, but we will see on that. Um, you know, listen to Razor Rondo on um, this past week of when they added him. Um, he did state that he was looking to prove the naysayers wrong uh, about their age, um, you know, and longevity in the league. The discipline I think this team is going to have when it comes down to the stretch is going to be key. When guys, you know, just know what they're supposed to do. You know, last year Rondo was with the Clippers. And like I said, you know, adding a guy like Rondo, um, you, your locker room has to be, you know, pretty tight when it comes to adding a player like him because he's vo- very vocal. He's going he's not he's going to tell you exactly what's in his mind. You're going to have you're not going to have to think about what Rondo's thinking. He's definitely going to let you know exactly what's, you know, on his mind. He's going to be very vocal and he's going to challenge your 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 ball club. I mean, he, you can tell last year when he actually was playing and he actually, you know, kind of got in Kawhi Leonard's face after he airballed a shot in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, this is what he, you know, what Rondo represents. And after that, he fell out of the rotation. He did start the last game of the season with the the Clippers. Then after that, I mean, the Clippers were really excited about getting him. You know, just because his playoff experience and his playoff success, I mean, it just didn't pan out for the Clippers. But I think adding Rondo back to the Lakers with this roster and this team. It's it's I mean, it looks really, really good to me. I mean, just, you know, just me being a fan. So I'm going to disqualify myself and look at this this objectively. But I do think that this team is going to get pretty far in the playoffs. And ultimately, I think that the road to the finals, is going to lead to Brooklyn, Brooklyn and the uh, and the Lakers are going to meet. Um, we did see what they did on yesterday as well. Um, they released DeAndre Jordan. It was rumored that they're going to go ahead and re-sign LaMarcus Aldridge as well. They did recently sign Paul Millsap. I mean, the biggest news to me was them adding Patty Mills. Patty Mills, to me, is going to be the guy that's going to be the key factor uh, with this run because of his experience. He has Olympic experience. You've seen what he did with his Australia men's basketball team uh, this past Olympics. Uh, he's a proven winner. He's a champion. He was in a great organization for all those times that he was with San Antonio. I think this was a steal. I think this is going to be the key to what Brooklyn does. Um, even though he doesn't play a whole lot of minutes, he doesn't. But I just think that his veteran leadership his experience is going to be the key factor with the Brooklyn Nets um, this upcoming season and like I said I'm going to you know kind of disqualify my fandom for a little bit and talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets and what they're doing I mean you have to um, examine all facets I mean we're talking about um, the Brooklyn Nets star studded team we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers star studded team Kevin Durant, any team with Kevin Durant on it, 
I mean, it's you have the expectations, but I just feel like the expectations are a little bit different uh, when you're talking about um, LeBron James. I, in my personal opinion, I think Kevin Durant, uh, skill wise, um, is going to be uh, a big threat. I think that when you match him up skill for skill, Kevin Durant is um, the better basketball player at this stage of his career. But we, you talk about the the impact of LeBron James when it comes to your organization. He's still the um, the leader of the NBA. He's still the face of the NBA. And when you have a player like him, you're expected to win. Now, the expectations for Kevin Durant, even though they lost last year with just a toenail on that three-point line, I watched it. The criticism wasn't there as if it was if it was a LeBron James. If LeBron James took that shot, you know, we'll be, we'll be talking about a different story. I mean, we'll be still talking about that now um, in a negative light. But with the criticism that LeBron gets, um, Kevin Durant just doesn't get. And... In my opinion, I think that the um, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be a viable threat to the Los Angeles Lakers just because of how this roster is built. You add players like Patty Mills. You add LaMarcus Aldridge, um, even, even though we don't know what he's going to look like. You add Blake Griffin as well last year. They added Blake Griffin. I mean, this team is stacked. Then you have Paul Millsap. I mean, James Johnson. You got Joe Harris. I mean, this 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 team is, um, you know, legit. And so this team is not to be taken lightly. I think the Lakers are going to have their uh, work cut out for them when it comes to this team. And we're just going to have to see when the ball goes up, you know, who is going to come out on top. But make no mistake about it. Now, I'm a Laker fan, and I think that when the ball goes up, give me the Lakers in the seven-game series and – I'll I take them against anybody in the league. You know, Anthony Davis is going to be back. You know what? You know what he represents. We know um, that he's capable of making big shots. We know what he's capable of doing um, as far as taking over games and things like that. I mean, I think the Lakers are are the better team. I think that they've proven that they can win at the highest level. You know, but we really have to just see exactly what this team is going to look like once um, the, the season does get started, you know, age, you know, I know that age is a factor just because it takes longer for guys to recover. But I think with uh, coach Vogel, he's going to have to, you know, play around with, with guys minutes. Teams are going to have to, um, you know, respect the, the Lakers, their experience, you know, they're, they're still NBA team. They're still uh, have a lot um, in the tank. And I think that, um, people are, you know, saying all these things right now, but I think that at the end, the Lakers are going to be the ones host hosting that Larry O'Brien Trophy. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with our next segment. On this next segment, we're going to get into some NFL, particularly the Dallas Cowboys. Week one, the Dallas Cowboys takes on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. I am a diehard Cowboy fan. I've been a Cowboy fan ever since I could remember. Um, I, I remember, just remember seeing my grandfather watching games, and we're just sitting there bonding and, and watching the Cowboys play. And at this time, the Cowboys were very successful then. You know, growing up, 
You know, there's been like ups and downs, and you know, I've seen Super Bowl wins and things like that that I can remember. I'm just sitting there watching these games with my my grandfather. The Cowboys haven't won a, a Super Bowl um, from my recollection in the last twenty plus years. I mean, that's public knowledge; everyone knows that. But I hark back on those memories that I have with my grandfather watching this team and how it's um, had some of the the greatest ups and some of the 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 most disappointing lows. And so the expectation with this season, you know, the, the team looks really good. Uh, I got into a lot of the Hard Knocks episodes and, you know, really loved how, you know, some of the guys were, how close some of the guys were, you know, the camaraderie, you know, things that championships are are uh, made of. These are some of the ingredients that build dynasties. And I don't want to go too far, too deep into that, you know, but, you know, I like I like this team. I like um, this team from years past. I think that Dak is going to be poised to make a great comeback because he has high expectations going into this season. I mean, he just signed a, a really lucrative contract this year. He's commanded to make $75 million. In training camp, he injured his shoulder, strained his shoulder, and he he missed some time you know, getting rhythm and timing together with that time. He didn't play a snap of preseason. He hasn't played um, in almost 11 months, and he's set to take on the defending Super Bowl champions week one, September 9th. It's, it's going to be a lot to ask for, in my opinion. It's going to be a lot to ask for. I'm just dealing with coming back from injury and getting that team. You know, they, they have a front four that's going to get after the quarterback, you know, Offensively, they're loaded with talent everywhere at every skill position, particularly Tom Brady. You know, we looked, we've seen Tom Brady over the last 20 plus seasons, and he's just defied Father Time in countless Super Bowls. Any naysayers, he thrives on this stuff. And I think it's going to be really hard to ask this team to go out there and win on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion. I have a lot of faith in this Dallas football, Dallas Cowboy football team, and I think. That if anything proves to me in the hard knocks, watching this team and how they respond to each other, I, I I will give them a chance to be able to to pull off the improbable win. And maybe this is my me me being over my head. Maybe I'm letting my fandom kick in a little bit too much. But if you if you know the acronym, fan is an acronym. It's it stands for fanatic. And I don't think that you can be a fanatic with doubt. I think that if you're going to be a fan of a team, you must go with that team to the end, regardless of how tough the season progresses on. It's a part of the journey. You know, think about how it will feel once this team actually gets to and win the Super Bowl. And that's what I'm I'm going to hang my hat on. I have to go into the, the season – optimistic I have to it's just what I have to do as a fan and for my mentality you know going to the season if I go into the season with a negative connotation I think it's going to mar the season it's going to be tough for me to be optimistic about any other game why not take on the Super Bowl champions why not test and see what this team is all about we've upgraded multiple different positions on defense We've always had the talent on the offensive side of the ball. We know that. Lost 
a lot of a lot. We lost a lot of a lot of players to injuries last year, particularly the offensive line. Offensive line, they had different players play offensive line. You know, they was getting to the quarterback. The running game was just not there. But from from all accounts, I heard that um, our offensive line has gotten healthy. They're going to be available to play this season. Lyle Collins, um, he, I think I believe that he's going to be back. I think I've seen him a couple, couple, couple times play in the preseason, and they definitely missed him. I just think that not having the offensive line, it just makes it difficult for you know you to move the football offensively. I seen Tyron Smith; he looked healthy. He was dealing with um, some neck issues. I think that it's going to be good for that. Zach Martin, he's going to be uh, back. I, I think that this team is going to be okay, you know, offensively. If they can move the football, protect that, uh, get some production out of the running back, Zeke, uh, Tony Pollard. I think that um, Amari Cooper looked good. Of course, I'm a big CeeDee Lamb fan. Definitely love everything that he's all about. I think that once this team starts clicking, you know, get footing on the season – and I think having this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, getting this win against Tampa Bay, this is going to be a statement. This is going to be um, a launching pad for this team to be able to hang their hats on. We just took it to the Super Bowl champions and won. So anything that comes after that is going to be nothing. It's going to be um, you know, a simple uh, task for them to be able to overcome. If they can go – toe-to-toe with Goliath, then the rest of the season is going to be a cakewalk. But they have to go down there with that mindset. They have to go down there and say that, hey, we understand what you represent. You have the GOAT at quarterback. You have multiple different all-decade teams, I mean, players on that uh, roster. I'm sorry, Century. Um, there's a, you got Gronk, you got Brady. You know this team is is is, is very talented. A. B. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. I mean this team this team has a lot. I understand, and I'm expecting the Dallas Cowboys to get it done. That's what I'm going to roll with. I have to. I have to for my psychology to be able to. Think optimistically about this season. And if they go down there to Tampa Bay in front of those fans in Raymond James Stadium on the night that the banner drops and get a win, it's going to be the launching pad for this season. And I wouldn't expect nothing but at least, bare minimum, the Cowboys represent the NFC in this coming up Super Bowl. I know every year as fans we always claim that this will be the year. This is going to be the year. I'm not going to go that far to say it now, but if they can get this win against Tampa Bay in front of those fans on the road against the GOAT, I'm confident that this team will be able to be successful. I'm predicting them to go 12-5. and That's my prediction. Get into the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl, and win. We're going to take a quick break into our next segment.
Okay, and we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the WNBA. My favorite team, the Las Vegas Aces, have punched their ticket into the postseason. But one of my favorite players, Liz Cambage, on the team, has been placed in the WNBA health and safety protocol. She tested positive for COVID-19. I did hear that she was fully vaccinated, but she's experiencing mild symptoms and will continue to isolate until she's cleared to return to play. It's it's really tough. You know, I mean, she was averaging 14 points, 7 points, 8 rebounds. The Aces are currently sitting at 19-7. You know, it's, it's just really hard because she was having some issues um, with COVID because she had uh, thought she had contracted COVID back in December while playing in China. And she had to, you know, be hospitalized. She was feeling a lot of side effects, but she didn't play in the, in the, the WNBA uh, bubble in Florida last season. She opted out, and she received the, the medical exemption. I think as of June, 99% of the players are fully vaccinated against COVID, and all teams have met the threshold for uh, being fully vaccinated. I'm not going to get into too much about the vaccination. I don't want to um, get political or anything like that. Um, here on the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, I do have my reservations about the the vaccine. I just, you know, I just don't understand, you know, people are getting the vaccine and still contracting the virus. I don't want to get too far too deep into it, but that is, you know, one big question that I do have. You know, with, you know I know that, you know, vaccines are not 100%, but it just seems like an alarming rate that people are still contracting COVID, and then you have different variants, you know, you're having to keep vaccinating, there's a one dose, two doses, and also I've heard something about a booster, you know, it's just, it's very concerning, you know, um, we've been dealing with the pandemic um, for over a year now, and we still don't have many answers, now, we do, we did get a little bit uh, smarter when it comes to certain things, you know, as it's been progressing, but you know, with the mask and some certain things, but it seems like that we're still haven't gotten a, a stronghold over this. And cases are still ramping. And it's just unfortunate, you know, just that, that we're still dealing with this. And we're going into 2022. We only got a few more months left of 2021. The pandemic hit in 2020. And it's just, it's just hard. You know, it's just, it's really hard that we're still dealing with this pandemic and we're you know still dealing with this um even after the the vaccine that was supposed to to help curve you know flatten the curve but it's actually still um impacting um people that have been fully vaccinated the the aces i want to talk a little bit about the aces and i believe they have a game on tomorrow they play the Chicago, the Chicago Sky, with the with the team already in the playoffs. I had already had my position about winning this year's championship, and I still stand by that. You know, I've still seen them kind of struggle a little bit in close ball games, but I still stand by my premise that they're going to win the WNBA championship. I don't know how this this new bout with COVID with um, Liz is going to impact the her play, but give me Liz, give me Asia Wilson, I'm going to, you know, roll with that. I think that this team, 
has a lot of talent around them. You know, Kelsey Plum comes off the bench and she just lights it up. She's one of my favorite players off the bench. I think that this team has a lot of talent. I mean, I love covering this team. It's one of the first teams that I started covering when, you know, I started wanting to cover the WNBA. The WNBA is, like, really um, just unique because a lot of people are not really um, – and I talk to a lot of people. A lot of people are just not as interested getting into the WNBA, and I, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I'm a fan of basketball. A lot of the people that I've talked to is really just – don't have an interest in it, and I and it's been very interesting to me. You know, Asia Wilson is uh, one of the you know big team players. You know, on this team, I love watching Asia Wilson play. She's the MVP for a reason. Uh, they got Chelsea Gray in the off season. She's really phenomenal. And these are uh, some of the the leaders on the team. You know, along with Liz. You know, I love the way Liz plays. She's um, just aggressive and dominant. She's one of the um, one of a kind in terms of you know her play and things like that. And I think that with the talent that they have, and with them already in the postseason, as I predicted, they're gonna definitely make a lot of noise once in. Uh, they're the number two seed in the WNBA. They have. The WNBA does have 12 teams, and they are one of, I believe, five that are already in the postseason already. They take on the sky. They're sixth place. Um, there are 500. They're 14 and 14 currently. But the the team to beat is going to be their Connecticut Suns team, and they're, and they're only a game behind them. And I believe that it's going to be a tall task to um, – Contend with that team. I'll actually watch them, and they're really good. You know, I don't think – I honestly don't think that the Aces have beaten them yet, and that they have played them. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think that the Aces have actually been victorious against Connecticut. It's the number one team in the WNBA, and I, I can tell you right now, they are beasts. They, they're really fun to watch. But like I said, I'm sticking to my guns. The, um, the Aces gave me my first opportunity to be able to cover the WNBA, you know, primarily. I did do a few games with uh, the Los, uh, Los Angeles Sparks. And it's been, like, really tough to, to, to stay consistent with them. But the Vegas Aces, you know, shout out to them. They gave me an opportunity. They gave me um, so many different um, avenues to be able to expand the show when the show I really wasn't, um, you know, pretty deficient of content. You know, the NBA was wrapping up. I had really started, you know, not posting a lot of shows uh, lately just because I haven't had the opportunity to be able to do my live post pre-game, post-games just because the NBA was wrapping up and the team, the four teams that I was covering, they was all out of the playoffs. So it was just kind of like at a stalemate as far as like content and things like that. And so um, I've been really working on a lot of different things and trying to, you know, brainstorm and try to get more content out and not have so much um, gap in between. You know, it's really difficult um, also working a full-time job and also trying to put out content, research different things and things like that. But um, 
the NBA is 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 going to be back, and we're going to be able to, you know, cover more with when in terms of the NBA. It's going to be a very exciting season. A lot of moving parts. A lot of people have you know on different teams. It's going to be very exciting, very competitive, in terms of um, you know the teams that have upgraded. I do um, believe, like I said before, and I say it again, that the Lakers are poised this year to do some really, really great things. I cannot wait. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but like I said before, those Brooklyn Nets are scary. They're getting scarier um they had an article about um paul Millsap when they first got him and it read that the rich got richer and i just wanted to throw my phone across the car when i saw that because i get all the notifications from the nba and i was like i can't believe that they got you know paul Millsap. you know paul Millsap, even though he's advanced in age he still can contribute, you know, make no mistake about that. He's um, a force still, and they snagged him up. But like I was saying before, the Patty Mills pickup is going to be um, very, very impactful for this team. Um, they're, they're definitely going to be a better team next year, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Patty Mills pickup for that team, that Brooklyn Nets team. Ain't no hating over here. There's no hating. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and hate on the Brooklyn Nets there. They're doing their thing. KD is actually one of my favorite players. Actually, KD is my favorite player in NBA. Um, of course, anybody in that just knows me, that's really close to me, knows that um, KD is my favorite player in the NBA. But um, when it comes to my Lakers, um, sorry, KD, I, I got to roll with the purple and gold. We're going to end on that note. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Thanks for supporting uh, we definitely appreciate the support that we've received early on. Um, this is, we're going into the second year. And I'm very excited about um, the direction of the show. We're coming up on 100 episodes. And I thank everyone that's been with me every step of the way. We're going to continue to grow. Um, hopefully, soon, you know, some things uh, positive might happen for the show where we can be able to expand more. Uh, but for right now, I mean, I thank everyone for listening. Um, hope everyone has a wonderful Saturday. And we're going to see you on the next one. Peace. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.